0: Hello, you're listening to Which Moving Pictures Move Us, and I'm your host, Emma Bolzner. For the next few weeks, the theme of this podcast will be psychological thrillers. Since Halloween is approaching, I thought it would be fun to not just get spooked out on Halloween, but for the whole month. There are so many psychological thrillers out there, so I've tried to pick ones that are more underrated or have been forgotten over the years. Today, however, we will be talking about a brand new film that just came out on Netflix on October 21st, and that is Rebecca, starring Lily James, Armie Hammer, and Kirsten Scott-Thomas. And with me virtually is my good friend, Christina. Hello! So, for those of you who haven't seen this film because it literally just came out, Rebecca is based off the novel by Daphne Moyer and is the second movie based off the book in 80 years. So this movie is set in 1955 and is about a woman... We never actually find out her name, so I might be calling her Lily throughout the movie. But uh, So this woman is played by Lily James, and she travels to Monte Carlo with her employer and meets the dashing Maxwell de Winter, played by Armie Hammer, who whisks her off on romantic dates and opens her eyes to new experiences. Max owns the house of Manderley, and he's one of the wealthiest men in the world. However, his late wife, Rebecca, who died last year in mysterious circumstances, still haunts him greatly. Yet, he won't mention her at all to anyone, not even his new lover. In less than half an hour of the film, Max marries his new bride, and the new Mrs. De Winter arrives at Manderley, only to await isolation, hatred, and humiliation while living there, espe- while living there especially from Mrs. Danvers, played by Kirsten Scott Thomas, who was Rebecca's former friend and who also is the head of the household. Meanwhile, Max is treating Mrs. De Winter differently than in Monte Carlo, and she can't help but feel that Rebecca's ghost is haunting Manderley and even Max himself. It doesn't help that all of Rebecca's things are still in the same place as she left them with an R on almost every object of the house. Throughout the film, Mrs. De Winter must walk on eggshells while living in the shadow of her great predecessor and figure out, bit by bit, how Rebecca died and if her charming husband had anything to do with it. So, Christina, what did we think of Rebecca? Um,
1: <laughs> see, I, as we mentioned, because last time it was I was on, it was a movie that I, I didn't love, which was, you know, interesting, because, I mean, we can't always talk about movies that we like. Um, and this movie was... The joke I told my roommate was certainly it it was certainly one of the movies i've 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 seen this week it you know it i didn't like i didn't hate it i i don't know if I'd rush to watch it again. i think like i I liked parts of it, but the majority of what I liked all sort of came at the end,
0: and the beginning was not really my style no, those are really good points yeah i Found this movie. I really I've seen the original version with um, directed by Alfred Hitchcock from 1940. And after watching this movie, I definitely prefer this version better. But the story itself, uh, you wouldn't find me reading this book. I find it very misogynistic and sexist. And I don't like that Daphne Du doesn't even take the time to give her heroine a name. She's only known as Mrs. De Winter, and I was hoping of maybe a more um, feminist perspective in this new version and having the, Mrs. De Winter to be a bit more stronger and standing up for herself. And she definitely is way more confident and way more assertive in this version than in the 1940 version. But I think they could have even gone a bit farther with making her more independent. I know in the original one, she basically marries Max in the first five minutes like we don't even see them in really in monte carlo and i did like that the beginning uh we kind of saw the chemistry between max and her and their relationship just before they got married yeah
1: i i think like what was interesting to me about this movie and you know maybe this is more of a fault with the source material than the movie itself i've obviously never read the book and i also haven't seen the alfred hitchcock version of the movie um but you know maybe Lily James's character isn't given a name aside from Mrs. DeWinter's to try to make some point but if there is a point to be made because of that it doesn't come across at all like I I don't if there was supposed to be a deeper meaning behind that I didn't find it (laughs) and yeah I just think like I don't, really, I don't really know what I was supposed to, like, learn from this movie, what the takeaway was. Like, I got to the end, like, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but I got to the end, and, like, the final line was, like, oh, like, I finally found something worth walking through the flames for. Love. And I was, like, wait, you're telling me that after two hours of all of that, the message message that we were supposed to walk away with was love conquers all. All. all That's the point of this movie?
0: (laughs) Well, see, I liked the the beginning that there was a narration um, from Lily James, but then there's no more narration throughout the film, only until the last minute. And it sets it up as, you know, this gothic horror kind of ghost story, psychological thriller. So... At the beginning, we kind of feel unnerved because we think, okay, she regrets marrying Max. That's how I perceived it. I don't know about you. So then when she comes back in the end to narrate, it's like, I thought you were just like really upset about your choices and feeling like, oh, I wish we hadn't come across each other's paths in Monte Carlo. I wish I was a different woman's companion for someone else. And then at the very end, it's like, so that was just another nightmare of mine from the past, and now I am here again with my love in yeah, Cairo. Like the, yeah. I think it would have been stronger if the narration was throughout the yeah, film. Yeah, no, I agreed that, like...
1: The intro and outro bits didn't fit together, I think, as well as the movie wanted them to. And also, like, obviously, like, we know pretty clearly how Ellie James is feeling throughout the movie. Like, you know, we she's a very good actor. We see it on her face, and we see it in her interactions with other people. But, yeah, I feel like if the narration had continued, we could
0: have gotten a lot more. Mm-hmm. I do like, and we can talk about each character separately too, but um, comparing it back to how Joan Fontaine um, played Mrs. De Winter, And also, this was 80 years ago, so times have completely changed by now, but she was always a bit of a ninny and very naive, um, and she was like a complete nervous wreck throughout the 1940 film and crying all the time and whimpering and... And just being very pathetic. And that character um, reminded me a bit of um, Laura in Sleeping with the Enemy where... You know, I'm just kind of sad for Laura. Like, I feel kind of like, oh, I I don't really like her as a character. I just want her to get away from this abusive relationship. Whereas how Lily James portrays Mrs. De Winter, I think she brings more of a stronger aspect to her and she actually grows as a character throughout the film. So I'm actually liking her as a person, not just as this wimpy little fool that, you know, oh my gosh, she made this mistake of marrying this guy but she actually has some roundness to her character, which I was happy about. No,
1: I agree. I think, like, her character was by far my favorite. Like, I mean, I might... This might be controversial. I, like... The only thing I know Army Hammer from aside from this is Call Me By Your Name. And it's not that Army Hammer is a bad actor, I just do not like Call Me By Your Name. And so I was like, oh, good, it's Army Hammer again, woohoo. And like, Mrs. Danvers' character arc is like a whole thing that we can get into later, but uh, <laughs> Lily James' character is like the best for me. Have you watched Call Me By Your Name? I've like, I haven't, granted, I haven't sat through it all the way through. Um i've only seen like bits and pieces of it. i'm just like really not a fan of the story itself. I think that we've we've seen enough older gay men getting with younger gay men that's you know we can we can put that plot line to
0: rest. <laughs> I read the book for it, and I loved the book and then I watched the movie and the the cinematography in the movie was beautiful, but i didn't like it as much as the book and i would never rewatch it again it's not one of those rewatchable movies but i also know army hammer from mirror mirror did you ever watch that um he, snow white he version with mirror, Julia mirror. he was the prince oh my, oh my god. god i haven't seen that movie since i was like <laughs> 9 that's, that's so the one funny. that like turns into a dog <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. I had no idea. I only knew that later on, too, though. I watched it again, and I was like, is that Army Hammer after watching Call Me By Your Name? But I didn't know his name until Call Me By Your Name. That's That's really really funny. funny. He looks like this guy from, like, the 1940s. He doesn't seem to look, like, from this century, which I find really interesting, because a lot of guys... Um, our age, or just, like, 10 years older, they look very modern, and I find him, like, out of, like, a 1950s magazine.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. He very much looks like someone out of 1950s. He was extremely buff, (laughs) which was a little jarring.
0: (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. They could have picked, like, Chris Evans for that then. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, and also, like, with Lily James, like, I think Lily James is stunningly gorgeous. Um, and I know that, like, the whole point of the the wife, Rebecca, you know, and everybody loving her is that, you know, oh, you know, um, Lily James' character is worried that she'll never live up to Rebecca and that nobody will ever think she's as good and, you know, um, that Rebecca was this, like, amazing, perfect woman that she could never compare to. But also, like... Lily James is very attractive and very nice. Like, I, I can't imagine anybody looking at Lily James and being
0: like, I don't know, I think Maxime settled a little bit. Like, come on. I can't imagine anyone not thinking Lily James is the most beautiful woman in the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how you can go above that. <laughs> she just, like, takes my breath away.
1: Yeah, I understand why we never got to see Rebecca because they wouldn't have been able to cast a prettier woman to be Rebecca. They couldn't have done it.
0: Rebecca's like some old hag. Oh my God, though. She can fit. Like, Lily James is so diverse that she can look modern in modern films and she can also do so well in period films and most actresses cannot bounce like Scarlett Johansson or Julia Roberts you couldn't see them in a period film they just have too much of a modern face and it's definitely not just the English accent like she has this um I don't want to use the word authentic because I feel like authentic has been used so much this past year that it's not even a word that's authentic anymore but she has like this natural beauty that I don't see many Hollywood stars having.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Lily James was like... She she just looked perfect. Like, she fit into the world perfectly.
0: And the blonde wig. Like, a lot of women that are brunettes don't look good with blonde hair. I know I would not. And it just works. And the clothes. I love that she wears pants throughout the movies and not just, like, these long ridiculous poodle skirt kind of dresses and I I, the fashion I looked up the costume designer because I just was blown away by the costumes and they were by Julian Day and I hope he does more period films because the clothes he picked at first I thought Army Hammer only owned one yellow suit but he finally (laughs) changed into something different (laughs) but for for Mrs. De Winter she has the best clothes oh my god oh
1: she looks so good also this is like a bit of a sidebar um but do you know when abouts this movie is supposed to be set because i know the original movie was from the 1940s but it's set before then right
0: no i saw um where did i see it in the film they were buying a ticket or oh i know for the ball when she was writing the invitations for the ball the year was 1955
1: that makes sense. I also just realized that that was a really silly thing of me to say since they drive cars. <laughs> like, of course, yes. it's,
0: Yeah. Okay, thank and you. And I'm not yeah, a car reason, person, was but the cars were beautiful, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this movie was beautifully filmed. The cinematography was all filmed in location in England and France. So when they were in Monte Carlo, oh, my gosh, the water and everything just illuminated and... I think water was like a big symbol throughout this film because eventually, spoilers, that's how we find out Rebecca kind of dies or maybe doesn't die that way. I That part I get confused with, but it's a bit of a symbol for her death. But the water in it is just gorgeous. And when Manderly itself, who I think is like a huge character, an important character in the film, it's just, it's huge. Like I was thinking if I was somebody that's you know hasn't had much in my life and then all of a sudden married this guy who you've just kind of met while traveling like you've never even like lived with him you don't really know what he's like and then you marry him and then you know your honeymoon is over and you go to this huge house like of course I would be super insecure and super worried because I've never experienced anything like that so I could relate to her that way yeah, and
1: especially like with all the staff at the house, like it gave me so much of this movie. Gave me like big Downton Abbey vibes. Anytime we like saw the yes. staff, I was like, "Oh, it's Downton Abbey."
0: And Lily James wasn't Downton Abbey, so for me that James. was like a win-win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was huge Downton Abbey vibes, except uh, there was like some nicer people in it than in Downton Abbey. Except um, Mrs. Sorry, I forgot her name. Danvers, Mrs. Danvers. Oh, my God. But we can talk about her later. Do you want to first talk about um, Lily slash Mrs. DeWinter first as a character?
1: Yeah. I, like, she was definitely my favorite character, and I did like her, and I did root for her, and I wanted her to do well. I think, yeah, her care. like, I think it was just the wrap-up to her character arc that that threw me off a little bit. Like when we see her sort of like in the, in the final scene spoilers, when she's like sitting in front of her mirror and she's smoking and her hair's down and she looks all like cool and suave. And then her and Army Hammer like make out until the credits come. Um, (laughs) And she like, (laughs) and she talks about like, you know, yeah, like I said earlier, like, Oh, the one thing, what comes the things for love? I was like, so, uh, so you, your character arc is that you were insecure about living up to Rebecca and then you realized that you didn't have to and then you realized that love is the best thing thing on earth is like i i was just like confused with like the wrap-up of her character arc I, I didn't really get like i don't want to say i didn't get the point because that makes me sound foolish but like i i don't know i didn't get like the final point at the end of like where her character was going like she seemed like she obviously had like changed a lot from how she was at the beginning of the movie and you know part of it was that she had gone from being this you know young naive you know girl who'd never really done much um, and who'd lost all of her family to, you know, being this, like, strong-willed wife of Maxime and, you know, spoilers helping him with the whole, like, court case thing and hearing his big confession and all of that. And then it just sort of ends. And I I didn't really know what we were supposed to take from her, like, from that last scene, like, how she was at the end.
0: yeah. No, those are good points. I thought the ending, when spoilers... Okay, there's just going to be lots of spoilers in here. Just watch the movie before you <laughs> listen to this, but, um When Mrs. Danvers commits suicide, I found after that, it was like a really fast ending, like haste to the end. And I was like, whoa, it's over now. Like, what? And doesn't he want an heir for his, like, manderly estate that is now burned to the ground? And, and I thought maybe at first he was just marrying... Lily because he wanted an heir thought oh is that why he's marrying Lily first of all you can't do better than Lily James but anyway I found her uh to have a good growth but in the middle with the whole Mrs. Danvers thing I found it very much like a Cinderella trope where you know she's the timid um girl victim and Mrs. Danvers like one of the evil stepsisters did you find that
1: Yes, no, well, and because, like, the first thing um, I saw Lily James in was when you and I went and saw the um, Cinderella remake with Lily James in theaters. Yeah. Um, And, like, yeah, anytime she had, like, a sort of showdown with Mrs. Danvers, all I could picture was, like, her facing off again against Kate Blanchett. So, yes, as the me too. In Cinderella. I was me like, too. These are the same <laughs> scenes reskinned, But now the yeah, movie's just PG-13. just not Kate Blanchett.
0: And she's like shorter hair and not as tight of a corset on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank God.
0: And, okay, I want to get into Max, who is played by Army Hammer. But just some questions. I don't know. Maybe I didn't get it all, but... We find out this huge twist in the middle of the movie that Rebecca isn't as perfect as everyone thinks she is and Max hated her because she'd have all these flings and their marriage was far less than perfect and he ends up killing her. That's correct, right? He shoots her cuz she eggs him on to like take a gun. And then and then he she put he puts Rebecca's body into a boat and sinks the boat yeah now yeah, if okay. he hated rebecca yes. so much yeah. why did he keep mrs danvers on first of all and second of all why did he keep a shrine to her in his house where you know this huge master bedroom where um mrs de winter is not allowed to go inside she doesn't get the huge master bedroom all of her things are still laid out perfectly she still has her notepads her agendas her, like, everything, her little, um, vases, her statues of, of figure ornaments, everything is perfect, and everything is left as it is, but if you hate somebody, wouldn't you want to, like, throw all that crap out, especially if it's your house? wait, okay,
1: this is, this is my, my thinking, because, um, with keeping Mrs. Danvers on, I had assumed that it was because, like, it would be really suspicious to let her go when she was like running the house so well. And I mean, he like, wanted to keep up his image. He couldn't have people know that he hated Rebecca. He had to play the you know, grieving husband oh. part. So I had assumed that he like, wanted to keep her on to keep up appearances. And also with the bedroom, um, something interesting that uh, when Lily James' character like, goes into Rebecca's room and Mrs. Danvers' finds her there, Mrs. Danvers says that she's kept the room exactly as it is. Maxime she says, it's, right. it's a really interesting line. She says, "Maxime never asked me to. I just kept the room exactly like it was. So that's like purely a Mrs. Danvers thing. And I think that Maxime mm. again, thinks that if you were to ask her to change it, then it would like look weird or look bad. Where, but it's like Mrs. Danvers who has the
0: shrine to Rebecca. Yeah, that's an interesting point because I do remember Mrs. Danvers saying how she wants to keep uh, this shrine, And I'm pretty sure... They didn't really explicitly say, but I'm like 99% sure she was in love with Rebecca, Mrs. Danvers, and that they might have oh, been yeah. lovers. Oh, yeah.
1: There's, there's no way Mrs. Danvers was not gay and in love with Rebecca. Like, there is no way. Not that they ever say that in the movie, but, like, there's no way. <laughs> she had to be in love with Rebecca.
0: Yeah. I, I find it funny that someone as rich like, Maxim, would pick a woman who has flings with men and Mrs. Danvers, who's pretty scary looking, she could be a man too, (laughs) and, like, not know that she's having, like, all these flings and, like, be okay with marrying somebody like that, like, who has this persona. I mean, how manipulative of Rebecca to have this persona where... Everyone thinks she's the most perfect person, and to have to sit there while everyone just adores your wife, when in the shadows she is this completely different person, and just how sickening that must be.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I find it interesting. I just feel like one of one of the reasons why I think the the whole like reveal about Rebecca can be a little confusing, um, and one of the things that I really wish this movie had done differently is. In all honesty, full disclosure, I was so bored at the beginning of this movie. The first hour, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm only an hour in. How am I ever gonna get through this movie?" I would feel like I've been watching it for like three hours. But then, like just under like 40 minutes left of the movie, um, is when like we get the big reveal of, like, uh uh-oh, like, Maxime actually hated Rebecca and she was actually a really bad wife. And then I felt like everything after that went so fast, like, all of the investigation and, like, all of the exposition dump and everything Mm. with Mrs. Danvers, and then, bam, it was the end, and then it was over. And I felt like that bit was so rushed and also, in my opinion, was so much better than the first, like, hour and a half of the movie that I really wish that they'd given us more of that Um, because then I... And, like, I understand that, like... It was such Mm. a big twist that maybe, and obviously, like, I don't know what the movie would have looked like if that reveal had come earlier. So maybe the twist wouldn't have been as effective if it had come earlier. Like, maybe having it closer to the end was to make it really, like, shock you. And it definitely was a really shocking twist. It worked. Um, But I just feel like I personally would have, like, been able to wrap my head around sort of the whole, like, Maxine, Rebecca, Mrs. Danvers... Relationship um, more and also like would have enjoyed the movie more if that reveal had come earlier so that we could have spent more time on everything that came after it because mm. it just felt like the beginning like dragged its feet so much and then it was like surprise, surprise Rebecca's not who you thought she, she was. was bam the
0: movie's over and I was like what because <laughs> I really liked everything in Monte Carlo and then I found when they got to Manderley it to be Really slow, and then the whole climax with the red dress. And I mean, obviously, Mrs. Danvers is not trustworthy. Do not trust her when she suggests you to wear something, you know, <laughs> like no. I know. She like, like she no. 180
1: Lily James 180 her like opinion of Mrs. Danvers because they had one conversation together yes. where Mrs. Danvers was sort of nice to her. I was like when you, you are idiot. a psychopath
0: and you're like a nasty person, you do not change from one conversation where I did like that she was going to fire her or like um, threaten to fire her, which they did not sh- ever show in the original version, mm-hmm. and that when, when Mrs. Danvers says oh, that you I have to ask it. permission from your husband first, she was like, no, and I really like that, and with the big twist, I actually, because it was a couple of years from seeing the original, I actually had forgotten, so it still had a huge impact on me. I do agree that it could have come a bit sooner, and I, I feel like he didn't want to tell Mrs. DeWinter because he was trying to protect her, although, like, with the whole sleepwalking thing, I don't really know how that fit in, and... He was just being that really distant so, I'm to her. Sorry, but that was so <laughs> stupid. Yeah, I don't think they needed the sleepwalking thing. I found it really rude that, you know, he spent all this time with her on their honeymoon and as a couple, and then when he married her, he wouldn't tell her, like, when he'd go to London, and she'd be literally isolated in this huge house all alone. But with the twist, what I found was very ironic and just, like, the big reveal just for a bit of synopsis, is basically that the body that they discovered a year prior, six months prior, of Rebecca was actually not Rebecca, so he was put in uh, police custody because he... um, What's the word? Like, he confirmed the wrong he, like, body. He identified, he identified the wrong sorry, body. Did, yeah. He like identified the wrong body because he actually knew where the real body was. And when... I found it really ironic when he says... Um, to her like Rebecca knew I couldn't divorce her so she was playing this game with me and I had to play the part and she de- deceived me and I was like well isn't that what you're kind of doing to Mrs. DeWinter your new wife like how you know you're kind of deceiving her with keeping these secrets and you know she can't divorce you because she won't have anywhere to go she has no family she has no job now and I thought why would you want to do the same thing you know how badly you were treated in the other end why would you want someone else to experience that
1: yeah and like I think that's part of also why like the ending rubbed me the wrong way is just because like you know on the one hand like of course I sympathize with Maxime. And, you know, being stuck in what appeared to be a pretty awful marriage. Um, and, you know, everything that went on with that. Like, of course, it seems like he's gone through a hard time. And I feel bad for the guy. But also, as soon as we get to Manderley, like, he's not a good husband. He's not a good partner at all. The and worst. At the, and at the end, when... Yeah, and they only connect once... Lily James finds out that Maxime has committed murder, and then it's, like, all of a sudden, they're this perfectly in tandem, like, team that'll, like, is a ride or die for each other. Mm. And then the movie ends, and it's like, oh, yeah, we're madly in love. And it's like, are you? Like, how much does Maxime actually care? Like, it just seemed like as soon as they got to Manderley, he didn't really care that much about Lily James anymore. And I understand, obviously, like, you know, I guess maybe, you know, telling your new wife that you murdered someone. I can see why maybe that's something you would want to hide, but at the same time, it just, like, I don't know, It I just, like, I don't... I It's not that I don't like Maxime, but I don't really like him either. I didn't feel like ever rooting for him like the mm-hmm. only reason I didn't want him to get arrested was like knew because I knew it would make Lily James sad but like, <laughs> like I'm like I, I wouldn't have cared if you got arrested like he killed her like I don't know like it, it reminded me a lot of um I don't know how familiar you are with Jane Eyre um, but I love Jane Eyre it's like one of my yes. favorite novels of all time yeah and like I know the story He gave me big Jane Eyre yeah and it gave me big Jane Eyre vibes a lot of the time where like one of my biggest complaints about Jane Eyre is I feel like well of course I do sympathize with Mr. Rochester. At the end of the day, I think that Jane definitely could have done a lot better, and I really don't think she yeah. should have come back to him in the end. And that's kind of seems- how I felt with this. Is like yeah, I sympathize with Maxime, but like mm-hmm. Lily James could definitely be in a better relationship right now.
0: Like I don't, I don't know if this is where you wanna you wanna uh, settle. Yeah, and this genre with Jane Eyre, um, it's written by Charlotte Brontë, right? Yes. I think so the Brontë era and this Daphne du Maurier, obviously Rebecca came after Jane Eyre. But it's always this kind of romantic idea where this male counterpart who is powerful and controlling, you know, finds this passive and weak woman And, you know, he bullies her or is passive aggressive towards her. And that's supposed to be some attractive quality. I don't know. It would not be an attractive quality for me. And then, you know, because of maybe one time he's nice to her, then all of a sudden, let's get married. And, and, you know, once the old lady in Jane Eyre is like burned down the house, right? She's like a crazy first wife. Then they can be together. I'm sorry, I haven't watched the movie for a little while. But, you know, it's always this powerful male who just, like, takes this woman under his wing. And she's supposed to just succumb to him and do everything he says. And, and, um, this was definitely less in this version of the movie than in the Hitchcock one. Because, let's just be clear Hitchcock did not ever show women in a very good way. But, um, mm-hmm. I did like the opening scene of when they met with their chemistry when she's trying her woman companion, who, oh my God, the woman companion is the most annoying person. She reminds me of Mrs. Bennett in like the Pride and Prejudice (laughs) miniseries. I was like, please (laughs) shut up. Like, oh my God, these women. And sorry to go on a tangent, what I like about Jane Austen's novels is that the women are never passive in it. And I like that, you know, Elizabeth and Darcy have kind of played like this cat and mouse game with one another, but they're always keeping each other on their toes and they both grow as one together. And that's why I always like their romantic story, because Darcy never tries to put down uh, Elizabeth or, you know, he obviously wants her to marry him, but he doesn't want her to just be under his wing and protect her. He wants her to have her own mind. And that's why I really like Jane Austen. But back to um, how sorry, how Rebecca and uh, sorry, how Missus De Winter. This is really confusing that the character doesn't have a name. But Missus De Winter and Max mm-hmm. meet. Yes. Oh, I really like when she's going to the uh, restaurant and she drops her pennies because she's trying to bribe the person to get a seat for her woman's companion next to Max. And I like how they first meet and he just kind of says, you know, oh, you don't want to sit. Next to Maxwell de Winter because she doesn't know he's Maxwell de Winter and then he goes into the restaurant and she realizes that it was Maxwell de Winter and I thought that was a, a good opening scene for them to meet and it set up kind of their chemistry. but I didn't find that after that scene they had as good chemistry with one another. Or it was as cute. it seemed more domineering throughout the rest of the movie.
1: Yeah, definitely. and like and again, maybe this is just my Jane Eyre hat being on. Um, but I, I can't help but wonder just because like in, in one of the classes I took last year, we read, um, Wide Sargasso Sea, which is a novel that was written, uh, by an author from the Caribbean. And it was like, um, the backstory to, um, the like wife in the attic from Jane Eyre. And we get sort of like her whole backstory and how her and Mr. Rochester met. um, And then we get little bits of Jane Eyre from her point of view before, you know, it ends with her dying. Um, And I couldn't help, but like desperately want to see things from Rebecca's point of view and like actually know what Rebecca was like from her point of view, because Mm -hmm. the only people who we hear talk about Rebecca are like that like weird cousin of hers who she was sleeping with who I hate um oh my god she slept with her cousin yeah the dude the creepy dude yeah they like mentioned that very briefly in passing like it's nothing but anyways so like the only people who we hear about Rebecca from are like well obviously like everybody talks about how great she was um, but, like, primarily we hear about Rebecca from the creepy guy who she slept with, who was her cousin, um, Maxime, who hated her, and Mrs. Danvers, who is, like, most likely in love with her. Um, and I just feel like I, I really wish that, and, like, not in this movie, but I'd be, like, really, really interested to actually, like, see things from mm-hmm. Rebecca's point of view or, like, like that a more backstory of Rebecca's, yeah, like a prequel of some sort, just because like, not that I don't trust Maxime, like I'm sure she was not a great wife for him, but also like, he doesn't seem like a very good husband. Like, I don't know, maybe she needed to sleep with other people because he would leave to go to London unannounced and abandon her for days on end and then come back and sleepwalk. Even I do though that never gets explained or made use of.
0: <laughs> I totally agree with you. I just I just want to make clear there is no way a woman would rather sleep with that gross cousin of hers than Army Hammer. <laughs> like
1: That's fair. That's
0: fair. Oh my god. Oh my god, you, I hated that guy. Oh my god.
1: Well, and also <laughs> listen, again, not to be one of those guys who's like all men are inherently bad because they're not, but That guy, first of all, very creepy. Second of all, taught Lily James how to ride a horse in the most sexual way I've ever seen horseback riding taught in my life. So, like, I'm just saying... I'm... I'm just saying... I, like... I, Not to accuse this, like, random character in the movie Rebecca of rape. I'm just saying... That I do not trust that any like sex that happened between Rebecca and Creepy Man was consensual. I don't trust that guy at all. Mm,
0: that's a good point. He was so creepy on the horse, I was thought, is he gonna try to like rape her or have his way with her? He kept like grabbing her and I was like, like, dude, who are you? Like, do you, you? really want to teach her how here. to ride a horse? Or are you just like wanting her to rub up against you? Oh, I hated him. He was so bad. Well, and also,
1: like, not only was he really bad, but he was another character who I feel like we didn't really get a good, like, wrap-up of his arc because this creepy man does his creepy man things, and then he's like, Mwaha, I can blackmail you. And then he, like, at the end of the movie is like, standing in the corner looking all, like, creepy. And Lily James is like, if you have anything else to say to us, say it now. And then he doesn't say anything, and then they leave, and, and that's, that's it. it. Like,
0: what? <laughs> um, but, like, Rebecca is obviously the most important character, yet we never see a, her face or, you know, a single picture of her. It's, she's all left to our imagination. And, you know, at first it just seems like this thing is where mrs de winter will never fill her shoes especially from mrs danvers who we'll talk about next i probably but you know everyone loved her i can't believe that max's sister didn't even know how horrible rebecca was to him like she still was like oh he she was the most nice person in the whole world and i was like you don't even like talk to your brother about that awful marriage but what i found was crazy too is she even had like control over the dogs and the horses and they all missed her and I thought who is this presence like and I was hoping that there would have been more of like an actual ghost in the house but that's never quite yeah, clear like, either
1: I also thought that that was interesting that there's like these illusions hinted at every once in a while of like oh her presence is still here like can't you feel her Rebecca's still here which you know good good tension building tactic like you know made it feel a little spooky a little creepy but again that's another thing that they never really do anything with like it feels like the the whole reveal with Army Hammer actually having hated Rebecca is supposed to somehow explain away any possibility of there being a ghost and it's supposed to be like oh there's not actually a ghost it's just you know everybody's so enamored with Rebecca it's like her memory lives on really strongly whatever but like I don't know there's definitely just some like weird stuff that happens that never really gets explained. And I just just find find it interesting, interesting, especially, especially Mm -hmm. I'm never going to get over the sleepwalking. Like I just, they like two in two scenes, they're like, Maxine sleepwalks. It's dangerous to wake a sleepwalker. And then they do absolutely nothing with it. Like,
0: why did we need to know that? And why is Mrs. Danvers like still in her black outfit in the middle of the night walking around at like 3 a.m.? Uh, I just wanted to say, before we finish talking about Rebecca, I really loved the scene when Mrs. DeWinter sneaks into the... She's kind of like a detective, and she sneaks into the doctor's office to find the records, and we've realized that Rebecca wasn't actually pregnant. She had yeah. uh, uterus cancer, I believe. And I thought that was a really good way to show, you know, she's actually rescuing... Max and he's kind of like the damsel in distress, and he needs the rescuing, and they had none of that in in the uh, original movie, but I think that's more alike to the book, and I'm really glad that they put that in because she was finally kind of assertive and doing her own thing and not needing Max to tell her something what to do, and, and I really like that. It kind of was like a mystery. It was a really fun yeah, scene. I no, thought it was, it was filmed it well. It was
1: definitely interesting. It was cool to see, like... And maybe, and again, maybe it's just because I am such a sucker for mysteries, but I just, I really liked the intrigue of like, okay, how are we going to clear Maxime's name? Like, what loose ends are there? Mm -hmm. Like, what sleuthing is Lee James going to do? Like, I thought that part was Mm -hmm. interesting. I really liked those bits.
0: I wish there was more of that throughout the movie because I love those dark rooms or like, footsteps are coming up the stairs and she has to quickly hide and she finds the file and we realize that rebecca put her name under danvers instead of de winter and i just love stuff like that i don't know that's just my thing but so mrs danvers who's basically her motive is that she's loyal until the end with rebecca she's madly in love with her she obviously doesn't quite believe that rebecca has died she keeps the house to a shrine of her keeps all her things keeps her bedroom keeps her clothes out you know just as it was when she died um you know it's never outly stated that they were having a love affair but i kind of could like figure that out subtle hints uh she She just seems seems pretty heavily hinted Yeah. yeah she just hates mrs de winter at all costs she doesn't want her love Rebecca to be replaced and she's just pretty much as bad as like Lady Tremaine and Cinderella towards Mrs. De Winter and you know she just wants to humiliate her at all costs and I was very happy when she died.
1: Yeah I also like I Mrs. Danvers character was a weird one for me just because I feel like there again, like I just feel like we could have gotten more out of her. Like at the whole beginning of the movie, you're like, "Oh, cool, she's the housekeeper who is like weirdly obsessed with Rebecca, and doesn't think that Lily James can can live up to the house." Honestly, at the at the beginning of the movie, I was like, "Oh, okay, so Mrs. Danvers is sort of like." Um, Nick's mom in Crazy Rich Like, he doesn't think that Lily James <laughs> is worthy of Maxime in the house and the fortune. And I was like, okay, sure, that's this character. Um, and then she appears to, like, after one conversation, be really nice to Lily James, even though everybody who is not Lily James could see from a mile away that she definitely had not changed. This was definitely a trick. Um, which, yeah. shocker, it was. Um, so, yeah, so then you find out that, like... Right before the end, you, or, well, it's hinted at throughout, but obviously, but primarily right before Mrs. Dandrews jumps into the ocean and drowns. um, Before she jumps into the ocean and dies, um, it's, like, pretty heavily hinted at that she was, like, in love with Rebecca in a romantic way. Um, And at that point, I was just like, oh, great, so the... The the gay character was the villain? Yay. I love when movies automatically make their gay characters the villains because... They, they love people of the same sex too much, and it's, that's so creepy and wrong and bad. I love when movies do that, it's my, my favorite trope. Like I, I was just like, oh good, it reminds, actually wait, I'm not gonna say what movie it reminded me of because that's like a massive spoiler, but there is another movie that I watched not that long ago where like throughout the whole movie it's like very heavily hinted at that one character is like romantically in love with another female character And they confirm that yes, she is in fact gay immediately before she becomes like the main antagonist of the movie. And it makes me so upset. And like, this movie reminded me of that so much as I was, I don't know, I just felt like there's like, with both Mrs. Danvers and Rebecca, I feel like there's so much more to them than what we see from like the viewpoint of Lily James and Maxine. Not that I think that like, anything that Mrs. Danvers puts Lily James through is excusable. Like, she's a terrible person to her, which is very wrong. Um, And also, she burns down the house, which is not good at all. Not cool, lady. Um, But I just... Pretty not cool. Very uh, mean. But I just, like, I don't know. I just feel like there's so much more that could have been said about Mrs. Danvers and, like, Rebecca and where they came from and who they were. Mm That that we just we just didn't get to see.
0: Yeah, and obviously in the nineteen forty version, they wouldn't have even hinted at all of any sexual relationship between Rebecca and um, Mrs. Danvers. And yeah. you know, seeing as this is twenty twenty, I am surprised that they didn't actually say because, like, come on, like we don't need the subtle hints, you know. But I yeah. hated uh, when the scene. I mean, it was a good acting scene between kirsten scott thomas but when she like says to mrs de winter you know she drapes the one of rebecca's dresses over her which is like super humiliating can i just say i wouldn't even let someone do that to me i would just be like hey lady back off but when she like says to her you will never be worthy of him and you know you are a mistake for this household you'll never live up to rebecca and i'm like first of all who are you to say <laughs> and shouldn't you know maxim be the judge of that like i i just i'm like why do you want to break her and drive her like it's almost like when they're by the window in one scene it's like does she want to push uh mrs de winter out the window and like commit her to drive suicide a commit her to suicide i mean and then in the end mrs danvers commits suicide and i'm like what is that pushing out the window scenario like just move on lady like rebecca is dead
1: no, that that scene, yeah, no, that whole bit was, like, very, very weird and made me very uncomfortable. I felt very bad for Lily James's character in that bit. But, yeah, also, like, when it looks like, yeah, either that Mrs. Danvers is going to, like, push Lily James out the window or is trying to encourage her to jump out the window herself, window herself that whole scene mm-hmm. is just, like, very strange. Yeah. And nothing really comes of it like I don't understand why immediately after that Lily James wasn't like hey husband
0: one of your house staff just tried to kill me but it's funny because I was reading about the because gothic horror was really popular in movies in like the 30s and the 40s and Vincent Price who was like the big gothic horror actor at the time was always in them and i always feel like i mean they're really corny and cheesy now because we have people as pro- have progressed and we have like higher standards for you know scary films and mysteries now and i did like that there, we didn't see any violence in this movie and that you know we didn't actually see rebecca die i love that because that's all for my imagination but those, I found that those old movies, those old gothic core movies, like to put almost as much as they can into one movie. And I found that Rebecca was trying to do that too with, like, suicide and murder and romance and, like, all these qualities. But it doesn't work as well now in this day and age as it would have maybe done in the 40s and the yeah, 50s. Yeah, I definitely
1: feel like this movie, like... Yeah, I think, like, the... the um, one of the things that really threw me off about this movie was on the one hand, there is so much more that I would like to know about, especially about like Rebecca and Mrs. Danvers. But on the other hand, yeah, like you said, this movie covered so much that I feel like it didn't really have enough time in just Mm -hmm. two hours to put into like everything it was trying to cover. as well as it could have especially since and again this is just my opinion like this is not you know I'm not saying everybody will feel this way but especially since I was so bored for the first hour of the movie I was like oh my god this time could have been used so much better oh I'm so sorry
0: (laughs) or do you mean the movie time no don't be sorry (laughs)
1: no no not my lifetime I mean the movie time I wasn't I I don't it was just an hour I'm not like ah that's an hour of my life I'll never get back like I don't care it was a pretty movie to look at there was always like something nice to to see with my eyes Lily James yeah the movie was really good yeah exactly I could always stare at Lily James like it was fine but like no I just felt like within like that hour of the movie like the movie could have used that hour so much better in just in my opinion just because I was like so bored (laughs)
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree. I wonder how this would have worked. Maybe it would have worked, because um, I, I think it does work. It, it it does work, but I think it could have been better, and I think the way it could have been better would have been through a mini series. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh this would've been yeah, no, I totally agree. This would have been such an interesting mini series. Oh, so like the whole ending, which is like, whoa, a lot to take in. So um Max uh Mrs. De Winter frees Max from jail. She has the evidence to prove, even though he did kill her, but she finds evidence to say that he didn't kill her and they are free to go. And then when they're driving back, they, like, start to smell smoke and they look out into the horizon and their beautiful Nanderley Castle home is burning to the ground because of Mrs. Danvers, who's just, like, calmly walking away from, like, this mess she's made. And, you know, people could be dying inside with all, like, the Downton Abbey footmen and all those people (laughs) and i just was like whoa like your 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 home like this ancestral home from generation to generation of de winters and now you like it's burned to the ground you don't even like want to try to rebuild it and you're just like living out in cairo now
1: yeah uh i will say um circling back just a little bit i did find it really bizarre that like Lily James never finds conclusive evidence that Mr. DeWinters didn't kill her. She just finds a plausible motive for suicide. And yeah, she like weeks at the to court live. Are like, yeah, she probably could have committed suicide over this. All right, let Maxine yeah. go. No, like that's true. I was like, oh, okay, that didn't seem very difficult. <laughs> it just like it seemed it seemed a little easy. <laughs>
0: I mean, maybe in those days it was super easy back then.
1: Well, true. And I mean, also, I guess you could argue, like, innocent until proven guilty. Like, they didn't have any reason to believe that he would have killed her necessarily. Like, they... I guess you could say that they technically had more reason to believe that she would kill herself than that he would kill her. It just, Mm -hmm. like... I don't know, it felt, it, again, it just felt like it wrapped up really quickly. Yeah, I
0: agree, but just to back up a bit, like, her body, was it, like, so decomposed because it was in the boat for over a year that they couldn't find the bullet in her anymore? Like, that's what I was a bit confused about, because he did shoot her. That's my, yeah, that's my other question, is, like, yeah, he killed her before putting in the boat. But, but I guess they didn't have good corners and stuff like that in the 50s. True. Yeah. It probably just like, yeah,
1: her body was probably just like too nasty from, you know, having been out at sea for however many months for them to notice. But I mean, yeah.
0: Do you want to move on to the last judgment now? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I think I know what your answer is going (laughs) to be, but did Rebecca move you or not?
1: Not really. It moved me to ask many questions that I never got answers to, um, and it definitely, I mean, to be fair, like, it definitely, like, did a good job at at tension building. Like, I can see why you wanted to watch it during, you know, spooky Halloween month, because it definitely, like, had, you know, sort of spooky thriller, good tension vibes, Mm -hmm. um, And clearly it made me emotional. Uh, I just don't know if I'd necessarily say that was a positive thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So no, the movie did not move me. I thought Lily James' performance was excellent, and that definitely moved me, and I definitely think it's one of the best period dramas that's been made in a really long time. I think over the last decade with Downton Abbey and everything, period dramas have really gone downhill because Downton Abbey was such a huge hit, and people just kind of got cheap with the costumes and with, you know, the hairstyles, and I think all of that was very accurate and well done. I thought the cinematography and the color palette used was just gorgeous, and I love that, you know, the makeup that Lily James wore wasn't, like, over the top and, like, huge eyeliner like a lot of um, psychological thrillers have. Um, and I also like that as a psychological thriller, it wasn't, like, too crazy and didn't totally mess up with my head. Like, some do, and I don't like movies like that that are just, like, you question your whole life and reality. But I do think that they could have got dived in deeper with... You know, the relationship between Max and Rebecca, and the, definitely the relationship between Max and the new Mrs. De Winter, and the relationship between Mrs. Danvers and Rebecca, and also just into um, how it was played out like why they had to add in, you know, the sleepwalking and some other things that I found just a bit unnecessary when they could have been focusing more on why is Max just not telling the truth to Mrs. De Winter. And why is he being so cold to her when they arrive at Manderley? And is it because Rebecca's ghost is, like, taking over him and haunting him? But that is never clearly stated. But all in all, I don't think you would lose anything from watching this movie. I think it is well done. I just don't think it's going to be one of those, like, huge classics that you're going to remember forever. And I think Netflix does a good job with period dramas. They were kind of focusing on uh, Netflix originals on very modern or, like, horror kind of bird box stuff which I never was into so I like that they're kind of making their genre more broad and and like interesting people like me who like period dramas and stuff like that but I wanted to say because um you do like mystery whodunits did you see the um murder on the orient express from a couple years ago
1: no, I still need to watch that movie Oh, okay. um, because I really, I don't know, I think I never, I don't know why I never watched it actually. I have no explanation for it other than I just like haven't gotten around to it yet. But I really love Agatha Christie and so I like need to get around to it.
0: I mean, I had already seen a mini series, like, BBC version of the Murder on the Orient Express, so when I went into the movie, I already knew what happened. I don't know if you know the story, but I won't talk about it on here. And uh, Kenneth Branagh's Poirot, and, you know, it's this great ensemble cast, like Johnny Depp, Josh Gad's in it, like, like really good people. It is more yeah, Americanized than, like, I find, like, the British do a much better job at the story, but the only reason I'm saying that is because... There is this new movie, which was supposed to come out in December. I mean, with COVID now, we don't know. But it's um, also Kenneth Branagh in it as Poirot, and it's called Death on the Nile. And the main character in it is Army Hammer, which I thought would be really cool to watch and talk about when it eventually comes out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that would be interesting. I need to get around to... um uh, Murder on the Orient Express before then.
0: Yes. I have a timeline now. Yes. <laughs> before <And> December. <laughs> I was looking up, like, the next films or shows for Lily James, and um, she's going to be in this new miniseries called The Pursuit of Love, which she's just finished filming now, and it's a BBC production, which hopefully will be good, and we can eventually talk about it on here. And she's also going to be in this new un- untitled film, but it's an LGBTQ movie- And the only other person cast her so far is Harry Styles. So I think that'll be an interesting one.
1: Ooh, wait, I have to look up this movie. It is untitled. That's interesting. I've I've heard nothing about this.
0: Anyways, sorry for our long tangent at the end, but I just want to say thank you, Christina, for coming back on the show again and talking about Rebecca. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And thank you all for listening. And if you'd like, please check out Rebecca. It came out in Canada on October 21st on Netflix. I'm not quite sure when it comes out in America or or if it has. And if it has, you know, and it's a rainy day, just go watch it. Okay, wait.